But I, I earnestly believe there is a certain... I feel like I've certainly talked about this on other shows and probably with you at some point, but there is a certain strata of video that is optimally viewed on a VHS tape. Like, yeah. Blu-ray is not the right solution for everything. Uh, no. Uh, or, you know, now we're on 4K or, or Ultra HD, any of these things. The Evil Dead should not be viewed on 4K disc. The Evil Dead should be viewed of a, a VHS copy being projected on a wall. Like, that is the optimal way to watch that. Yeah, they didn't, like, they didn't shoot those movies so that you could, like, pay attention to their zits. Like, right. they did not, they were not made so that you could see everything in the frame. The mise-en-scene was not, like, accounted for. The mise-en-scene um, was, was derived for the shitty film and video quality that it would be viewed on. Absolutely, and, like, the soft like digital filtering uh, or or analog filtering the filtration that happens by being on a vhs like the soft you know you can change your appearance on um zoom to be like a soft lens that is that was yeah. what the vhs for right exactly are you doing a wrap? I am. I am going to wrap. Uh, but I was just having a nice uh, talk about one of my favorite things, which is the optimal uh, viewing metric for uh, different video formats. Um, yeah. So, so I've actually, it's been one of my core and projects has been going on Depop, which is usually used for like tiny teens to get Y two. K clothes, which for some reason are back in fashion, the era that I thought would never come back, um, which is like Von Dutch, Ed Hardy, yeah. just so strange. Um, but that's what is desired by tweens. Um, you could not pay me to wear what a lot of them are wearing. Um, but Depop is like the place for that. It's also a place to find a lot of really great thrifted goods. It is also a great place to get like a VHS for like four dollars or like a bundle of VHSs. Um, And so I've been really deliberate about the VHSs that I've acquired during quarantine. And Scream is definitely up there and like needs to be on a VHS. Um, Matrix, I got. Oh, I got it, the like TV special it yes. on VHS. Must be on a um, VH standard def for the Tim Curry it. I think uh I haven't watched Titanic because it requires two, <laughs> two VHS VHSs. <laughs> um so I haven't done that yet. Uh Aristocats is yes, on VHS. Yes, 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 yes. Drop Dead Gorgeous is on a fucked up VHS. There's cats for sure, obviously. Um, right. I think yes. You know, there are some things that you love the the crisp Blu-ray uptick, but really, like anything made before the advent of high definition digital technology is almost not optimally viewed on an incredible restored uh, 4K Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a precipice. This is of course Hamilton, and uh, it, we will begin. As we used to do every single time, with a little song. Hamel, minute, we're living it up. Hamel, minute, I put it in a cup. 
they release the Hamill film, and it gives me a Tilm. A Tilm is, of course, something I just came up with. It's a little <laughs> tight film list that I made up. <laughs> Hamilton, it's on Disney+. Plus. Hamilton, get on the Hamill bus. It'll take you to 1776, where all the Founding Fathers show you their tricks. Their tricks, of course, being slavery. Slavery <laughs> is not for me. Boom. Oh, Hamilton, uh, welcome to. And I. <laughs> nope, nope. You first. You first. And I'm Cat Scott. That's right. I, I am of course uh, the disembodied sound of a rap, and this is Cat Scott. This is uh, the fifty-first Hamill minute. The rest, of course, available Patreon.com/slash/TV's Kevin. But this one we're putting out there for the people because. I think you might like this one. You might listen to this one. I love the way it boosts uh, my community podcast numbers when we put out these little bony onies. And this is the perfect time to do a little bony oni. <laughs> yeah, I um, so like for context for listeners who haven't been uh, Patreons of of Kevin for for the past several years. This was a project that we. It was a joke. I'm pretty sure Kevin made the joke. As more time passes, it becomes unclear. <laughs> like <laughs> History um, cannot decide which one of us originally pitched the joke. Yeah, um, history did not have its eyes on us. And it, it is no. <laughs> up to us to no. suss out what the fuck happened. But I had like a very short-lived radio show on my college campus and show uh, all I knew Sunday. Show Tune Sunday with Cat Scott. It's a great concept, and I will be putting my podcast up at some point during quarantine, but not today. Um, so I'm not going to plug it. But um, Kevin came on, and the only reputation that Kevin had in my brain at this point was that oh. Kevin does podcasts. And so, like, I had been like a PA on Kevin's project. Uh-huh. I forgot who brought me on. I feel like it was Vern. You were on, um, yeah, you were on uh, set for an episode or two of the web series Doom to You, available sorry, on YouTube.com. I was an extra. I was, this yes, is when I was in, yes. in my performance fem phase. Um, and I was not a PA. I was an extra. Um, please go watch Doom to You specifically, which there's, a, there's like an episode where I give a really great um, info, like a, like a drug... <laughs> commercial like a dr- don't a, a drug infomercial but as if the the drug you are taking is curing a toxic relationship that you are in proximity of uh yeah that is of course episode three though i would recommend you start with episode one uh you can watch doom to you at least twice in the time it took you to watch hamilton the musical uh <laughs> so i say go for it it's perfectly free doomed to you it's uh, arguable who worked harder, though, Lin-Manuel Miranda or Kevin Lanigan on Kevin Lanigan's Doom 2 project or <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda on Hamilton. It's still up for debate. Anyway, I was in this, I was doing this this thing and I brought Kevin in and one of us was like, oh, like, what about, what about this horrible idea of, like, each episode, Hamil Minute? I think it was you, because that's something you would come up with. That and sounds each... like my dumbass brain. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like some bullshit I would conjure. And so you're like, one minute 
like we just we listen through the entirety of Hamilton a minute at a time and record a podcast for each minute. And you if you go back and you listen through all the like we are in so much pain as it goes on like like this is our like <laughs> the weight of penance. this premise drags us down in in Dante's karmic inferno. I don't know what we did to subject ourselves to that, but that is because that is what we chose to do. There's no flow. Like the songs really like they're meant to be listened to like as a song, not as like in every 60 second increments so They're like meant to be listened to as a song and even more so as a part of a stage show that is happening in front of you so so, <laughs> so to have them unfold as like 10 vines at a time is just <laughs> like maybe not the optimal format for um a work as powerful as hamilton or really any work i don't think anything meant to be consumed in the way that we were and possibly in the future will continue to consume Hamilton. So there's a couple things about the the Hamilton um, universe that we've created. Um, besides what was just outlined, um, we also have like a really uh, unique sense of timing where we don't find success with the franchises that get really popular in the window that they reach popularity. So it was like post Hamilton zeitgeist when, when Kevin and I were like, let's do Hamilton it. Similarly, we wrote a Pokemon musical and it did not find success in the time that Pokemon go uh, peaked and fell. And now there's also like sword and shield and it still hasn't found <laughs> its pocket. <laughs> and, and, and now and now Hamilton itself was released on Disney Plus and it took us a full fucking month to get our schedules together. <laughs> so we didn't even catch it during that wave. Um, the Zeitgeist is my I would much rather you know, take our time, really, like, you know, uh, uh, reframe ourselves, get in the right headspace, let it digest for a little bit, then, like, have to be one of those YouTube channels that must react to everything the second that it happens. I would I would That's much I rather live this chaotic yeah. life. I appreciate that about you. Um, Thank you. Um, I appreciate your integrity to the work that you're consuming uh, and and discussing, like like your community. Uh, podcast yeah the work is the thing and the the thing comes out when it comes out when when you're ready <laughs> when you've done it and you've digested it and you're you're here for it you know uh, we did a pretty quick turnaround on cats we did a pretty quick turnaround on sonic the hedgehog both of those reviews you can scroll back through this very feed and find but uh, you know, Hamilton, this is a bonus. We're gi I'm giving this to everyone as a treat because there's still another community episode coming out a couple days from now. But you, you're getting treat. this Hamilton as a little treat. I was going to save this for the end, but if you... This is the biggest audience we've ever had for this Hamilton platform. So let me just like put out there, just to have it be put out there, if you are a composer who would like to compose some music that we have lyrics for for a Pokemon musical... The DMs are open, my child. You know, leave, leave a five-star review saying, I am a composer, I would like to be contacted, here is a contact information. And I am fucking exhausted because the two composers that I vetted 
were like really fun, great people and just fully ghosted our project. Yeah, and they like, proved unvetted in the end. They unvetted themselves after being, you gave them the ocular pat down and then they just completely like ran, <laughs> they stole from us and ran away. They haven't like, they haven't monetized off of it. They both just were like, this is really big and we uh, that don't is, know what we're doing. That is, it is big. <laughs> And I would like to, you know, I'll put it out here for anyone that's worried. I am willing to downsize to make it a little smaller. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like I because there's like so many wraps. So there's let's, so many wraps. Yeah, let's be, let's yeah. paint. Let's paint a little. We're gonna do a little timeline picture, right? So Hamilton first lands with the public and is becoming like a big thing. It's blowing up Spotify late 2015. You know, there was there was the initial groundswell, but late 2015 is where I come in and. For a while, I'm listening to this at least once a week in its entirety, not skipping any songs. The Hamilton cast was my number one artist of the decade on Spotify, uh, according to <laughs> to uh, this winter's scientific findings. I, I listened to nothing more so than the Hamilton cast. Um, of the decade. Of the decade. So from 2010, when Hamilton did not exist, to 2020... When Hamilton did exist, they were my number one uh, artist of the decade. But 2015, we're doing that around, I think that spring, you know, I we we do show tune Sunday with Cat Scott. You bring in the idea for Poke Musical. And then we spend a long time, like, banging out that first draft. I forget right. the exact chronology, but we, we bang that out. And I... While, I was on Adderall. Yeah, I you remember that. You were on Adderall. I, uh, you, we were, we would go, we would break like an act, and then I would go back and I would write the act, and we'd bounce back and forth, and we'd note, and we'd 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 go back and forth. Um, yeah, we did and, the whole like whiteboard in the library. Oh, like, a classic move. Out. We definitely did some breaking at Starbucks. Classic yeah. move. Um, and I think the problem when I was writing it is that I had Hamilton too much on the brain and Hamilton is a sing through, um, that could be pulled off because Lin-Manuel Miranda was already a Tony winner when he was making Hamilton. Uh, and so I had to, it was my, my brain was too ambitious and thinking too <laughs> much like a Hamilton brain when I really should have been like a much more in the Heights or very Potter musical type brain. Uh, right. and, and that was the critical flaw. Again, if you are a composer, I uh, we notes will be taken, things will be concised. Uh, Absolutely. We will uh, uh, make it happen. Uh, we, but, but, like, the main thing is, like, we just, you know, it would be devastating if, if nothing came of this and we spent all of the time that we did. So really, just in any form, you know, we'd be happy to hear your thoughts. I just love <laughs> to hear from you. Let's open up a dialogue... Uh, my DMs are open, my personal DMs at TV's Kevin Lanigan and my podcast DMs at Greendale3, uh, Instagram as well. <laughs> Just get on in there if you're a composer. I do want to hear from you. Um, you know what sucks? Jace has a really good composer friend. Um and like they have like an awesome relationship, and I'm just like, you don't know how good you have it. You don't know how like, good you have it. Yeah, like, this composer, like, wrote, like, is composing, like, Jace's jukebox musical, just, like, right now, and the turnaround for that has been, like, so much faster than, like, going all the way back to 2016, 
and being like, we've been trying for so long. And we and we uh, just have not been able to pull it off, but that's okay. Uh, to, to keep the timeline in check, I moved to New York officially in 2017, and around mm. the fall of that of that year, I say, hmm, I don't have any money left, and I have been producing a pretty solid, like, podcast web series output for a while. Let me see if I can get people to pay me to do this. And I and I uh, created a Patreon, essentially so that I could buy groceries. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and uh, one day while dog walking, working, of course, two jobs simultaneously, and I was walking a dog, and I think I shouted out at Cat uh Hamill Minute, we listen to Hamilton minute by minute, and it's a Patreon exclusive pod. And it's behind that there paywall. Uh, and we and over the course uh, and that was our first episode, I just looked it up, came out in February twenty eighteen. Um and over the course of now two and a half years, we have produced a solid fifty episodes. Which, you know what, for a Patreon exclusive podcast for a not ex- incredibly popular Patreon I think not bad, all things yeah. considered. Everything that yeah. you and I have done in the last, like, two and a half years, I think 50 episodes is not half fucking bad. I agree. I agree, for sure. And I've definitely had to, like, readjust my expectations many times throughout this process, and I feel like I've grown from it, artistically. I mean, you and me both, dog. <laughs> you and me both. And that that is, you know, of course we're uh, almost 20 minutes in. We're going to talk about the Hamill film that has been released on Disney+. Plus. But I did want, I wanted to lay out the story of this and our relationship with Hamilton. Uh, because I was indeed fully obsessed with Hamilton for about a calendar year. Uh, it was the music that I listened to. And I bought, like, the book that they made, Hamilton, uh, A Revolution. Uh, it's a hardcover. It's in my uh, living room right now. And, uh, but I had never been able to see it because it was the most in-demand Broadway show in decades, if not ever. Uh, and it was very, very difficult to ever dream of getting tickets to it. Uh, so, so we made do, but we learned that the original cast filmed... Uh, a version of the show that would be released as some kind of film in the style of many, many other Broadway shows, probably with a much bigger budget than most of those shows, uh, because Hamilton was, again, fucking massive. But that was in 2016, and for so, so long, we didn't hear anything. Uh, it was the original cast, it was Jonathan Groff, it was Lynn, it was Leslie, it was it was Renee, it was fucking everybody was still there. And we sat around, and every so often I would go, like, are they ever going to release this? And then you hear it was bought by the Walt Disney Corporation, which is always, you know, kind of a mixed bag. And, I don't know, I feel like June of this year, when they said, July 3rd, everyone... Uh, you're all trapped at home. We were probably going to release this into cinemas, but <laughs> who knows if cinemas will even exist on the other side of this. So here you go. It worked out really well for Trolls World Tour. So we're just going to release Hamilton into your home this past <laughs> July 4th weekend. When everyone, oh, don't you just feel proud to be an American right now? No. <laughs> I do <laughs> So, <laughs> wave that flag high and send a big salute to our boys in blue. 
Don't you? Zero percent. Because the missing piece for you is that what happened in between was another huge swell of the Black Lives Matter movement and all of these different things happening. So, like, celebrating anything related to the 4th of July (laughs) just felt so fucking painful. Like, just, like, physically. I Like, this was the first year that I completely removed myself from the holiday and was Uh like, absolutely not. And then I also had to, like, wait to watch it. And I was like, dude, like, these are, like, people of color dancing around whose characters owned slaves. I just, like, couldn't remove that from this watching of Hamilton. And that was, I talked to my therapist about it. Like, the timing was just, like, very strange. For, like, all the way up to this point, I, like, didn't make the connection. I just didn't connect the dots. And then then when it aired, the timing of it was just, like, what like it was cognitive dissonance to the extreme for me and I suddenly saw like all of these like pieces of Hamilton that I didn't see before that I was like oh it's not quite what I thought it was back then which was interesting because I also knew that like this was finally the first time that you got to see it and so (laughs) it was just like this strange middle space I am uh... are you proud to be an American (laughs) You know, no, um, I've, I, even in my small town Republican days, I don't think I was ever the wave the flag high, you know, bask in the fireworks. I enjoyed the barbecue aspect of the 4th of July, but never felt like extremely patriotic. And that has only been a, a, a downhill slope for the last few years um, this, because Hamilton comes out in 2015, right? Comes out in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are at the height of Obama era optimism, right? Like yeah. first black president, two terms, some form of accessible healthcare nationwide, gay marriage legalized nationwide. You know, we, we had this, this glow of, the worst is behind us. You know, I can only speak for me personally, perhaps, but I I feel like there was a larger cultural idea around this. And so we could, like, have a musical about the Founding Fathers that is both critical and celebratory. It's definitely not a squeaky clean, with the exception of George Washington, I feel like yeah. most of the characters in this show are com- are presented in a complex way if you give it the certain amount of critical lens. Mm-hmm. And the shift that has have and and when this show came out it was like a it was a fucking it was a triumph. It was look at all these people of color, look at the incredible like music work that is happening, how songs are woven into other songs, this this rewriting of our national identity and 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 giving it color and now but 5 years later Hamilton while still being an incredible work in a lot of ways also feels like an antiquity. It feels like something of a bygone era. <laughs> that we have dredged up it doesn't age quite into post-trump at all and 
It's yes. I had another thought. It's gone because I just started thinking about it too hard. The thought flew out the window. Oh, when will my <laughs> thought husband return from war? Right. I carry a candle for my thought husband who shall never return. I also forgot that, like, well, it sucks being, like, so horny for Thomas Jefferson and then, like, knowing so much about Thomas Jefferson now. And so I have to actually, somebody, I think it was Jace, presented the idea to me that, like, you have to look at it as fan fiction. And I was like, oh, like, that was, like, what I needed to hear where it's like, oh, it just sort of like erases the other, it's fan fiction. It's like not quite historic. It's like a reimagining like magical world where like all of these other things were not the case. That's a little bit better. And I also forgot that like so much of it is like this weird love triangle and like Hamilton cheating. And like, I forgot that that was like a whole plot point cause I, I just love, like, I love when they do their, like, cabinet battles. Like, I love the tension between Hamilton Burr and, like, the other cabinet. But I, like, forget there's this whole, like, Eliza stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, the the Eliza and Angelica stuff peaks with <laughs> their... Act the, one. Peaks in act one and for me, doesn't really go anywhere in Act 2, to the point yeah. where, like, I mean, the two of them are, Angelica especially, but Eliza as well, is basically an afterthought. And then yeah. the, the show tries to trick you that it was actually about Eliza the whole time with, like, its final right. denouement number. So um, weird. It's, it's a very strange end to this show. I understand what they're doing i understand what we're going for who lives who dies who tells your story well uh, well eliza is the one who will go on who will tell alexander's story and now lin-manuel miranda is the one who is telling both of their story even though it's definitely much much more about <laughs> alexander a dot ham as as we as we continue on there and then of course the last moment of the show is eliza looking out into the audience and gasping and people are like oh why did she gasp uh, my my theory is that, oh, she just watched Hamilton the musical and it was really good. And she's just like, wow, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, yeah, similarly, I think she's like looking into the audience and being like, wow, all these people witnessed the story. But if you don't buy into that it was not her perspective the whole time, then that moment doesn't hit for you. I understand the mechanism, the vessel, that that moment could be if you buy into that it's her perspective. But at no point am I like watching Hamilton. I'm like, ah, clearly Eliza put this all together. Clear <laughs> it's, it's, it, it tries to pull a move that, you know, say Mad Men really pulls off is that like, you you are with Don Draper and nominally it feels like Don Draper's story. And when you get to the end, it's kind of Peggy's story the whole time that we have been journeying on. She is, when the show begins, she is the, the undersecretary and then she ascends up to become like a, a person whose name is on the company. And Mad Men pulls that off and Hamilton... We we sound very negative right now, but it just, like, does not pull off that move. Yeah, 
It's just so interesting because I feel like you're right, like in a different era. Like I, if I had recorded this when I like first saw Hamilton before, like I just wasn't looking at it so critically. I was looking at it as like all of this representation, but I wasn't like, I hadn't, I, there was no effort to like unpack it. Cause I was like, I don't want to be cynical about this really exciting thing. I can be like less impressed with certain pieces of it, but like that's as far as you could kind of go with it. Like you could be like, oh, you know, I don't like these songs, but like that was kind of yeah as critical as you could get back then. Where would you say you're at in like, are you, you know, if we have a dial from 100% positive to 100% negative, where are you at with Hamilton at this point? I think I'm, I'm like, like, I'm, like, just, I'm, I, that, that, like, metric is hard. I'm, like, 80% nostalgic. Like, I'm, like, sure. super, nos- I, like, I feel like I'm listening to it with, like, deep nostalgia when I listen to the songs. It's definitely something that I would still put on in my, like, cross-country road trip that I'm currently on. Hell yeah. Um, it's a great road trip album because you can just, like, listen to it all the way through and since it's a sing through like you miss no plot points well i haven't really had the desire to listen to it consistently or anything it's already entered the nostalgic place for me it's already like in that file in my brain so it's almost the way that we reappraise things that we love that you know haven't aged elegantly but you're like I don't know. It's just this thing. Like we can't edit Hamilton at this point. Like it's it's in that file. Would you say? Yeah, it's like it's like liking like something you liked in childhood. You're like, oh, yeah. It wasn't like I didn't see all these things when For I was sure. a kid, but like, <laughs> like I liked it, and I would still listen to it again. Absolutely. I was surprised because I haven't listened to this thing all the way through in a number of years you know who maybe even since i've like lived in new york but i still knew basically every word of this and could not like stop myself from rattling it off sitting on the couch with uh long-suffering girlfriend tina who had never (laughs) seen hamilton who had like listened to like one hamil minute and like that was that was basically her exposure to the entire thing um, and it was, it was this, it was great to like be with someone who's completely new and, and, uh, on the cutting edge of all of this. Uh, if I am using that same dial, I would, pro- I would say I probably am still like 70% positive. Like the music is still incredible. It's absolutely unbelievable that the songs are just fucking hit after hit after hit, especially in act one. Um, and every time a song kicks up almost without fail, you're like, oh my God, this song. And that is great. The performances are still incredible. The 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 scene structure and the way they use their like chorus members and the, you know, the- Like the, the bullet. The bullet is so fucking good. All of I'm the also numbers- like- I have a huge crush on her, like outside of bullet Hamilton. Bullet Girl? And yeah, I, yeah. I forgot that like, she was in Hamilton or I actually don't think I even knew, but I've been like following her on Instagram for a while and seen her in her other Broadway projects. And so to like discover this like integrated part that she had such an active role 
in putting into the into the show was very exciting because I love when somebody gets booked as ensemble and is like, actually, <laughs> I have a whole vision and like succeeds. That's always exciting to me because whenever I'm in the ensemble, I'm like, yeah, I'm living a whole world. I got a whole backstory. You don't I'm know like, me. My story will never be told. <laughs> but there's a lot but going on here. Inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love when people are successful with that and then you can like track it. Um, that was cool to watch. It was fun to like hear about it in time to watch it and have that something fun, like a little Easter egg to, to grab at as I was like watching it so critically. I was like, but this is new and fun for me. Yeah. The two parts that I thought would be the most painful were, um, because they were the most painful when I saw it. And so they were also held over time. Examples. Uh, quiet, up, quiet Uptown and Hurricane. I can do without both. I can, those are the, that's the fat I can trim from this show. Is it uh, the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda is asked to sing well in those numbers? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, you know. It's not even asked because he did it. He made it. Himself. He asked himself to do that. And I I do think he is a very, like, charismatic, good performer. This is a strong performance. I, that's not a question. Yeah, that's never I, been a question. I agree with him losing the best actor, Tony, to Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, as Burr, yeah. who is just so magnetic and also sings the ever-loving shit out of his numbers, where it is called of him. Uh, Lynn is really good at the sections of Hamilton where he is asked to rap very quickly to drop something in a cabinet battle in Yorktown, like these moments where he's called, where he calls himself to, I imagine that so much it feels more like a memory. When's it gonna get me on my feet? Ever? Like that shit, I think he really kills. He is a very skilled, uh, quick-witted uh, rap artist. However, when he is asked to musically carry a ballad, it does not. <laughs> work quite as well no i watched like a college video of him performing and i was like stop. was it i don't want to see this i recently saw i forget what musical it was i saw an image One of, the of jesus one yes it was jesus christ superstar but it was or set God's in a concentration or... camp and yeah, i yeah, said yeah. No, no, probably not going to watch this. <laughs> I don't want to be angrier than I already am right now. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. That's not what I want. So I'm going to I'm going to refrain from picking up that little that little YouTube thread. It will not lead yeah. to a good place for me mentally. I like don't feel like Lynn is is going to listen to this because like he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot of fans, and it's all coming back. So he's probably overwhelmed. So I don't feel like really too worried that he's going to like listen to this and then like personalize it and then like make a decision about like me as a person and then like ruin my career. And then so he's going to flame like, me and then he's going to like hate me. He's going to have a dartboard with a picture of my face on it. <laughs> I, I'm i just, I'm worried about that. I'm not too worried. There's already so many better TikToks with better critiques of his <laughs> performance um, than anything that I would say. But in the I don't know, like I kind of watch it as like yeah, exactly. I kind of watch it as like he's in it because it's his thing. Like 
I don't really look at it as like a performance. I'm just like, he's delivering us this work because it's his work that he's delivering to us. I don't really like, I don't see it in the same way that I watch the other performers. Like I watched Davy Diggs and I was like, he didn't have to go there. He has a whole fucking rap career. He did not have to do what he did and he did it. He dropped in. He dropped all the way in and he built a whole thing around it. And he just is. Davy Diggs is Hamilton for me. It is like oh, the Debbie. top of Hamilton is Davy Diggs. And then everything falls falls beneath that. And then like, yeah, obviously satisfied, like is right beneath that. It's like Davy Diggs, satisfied, and then like, you know, structure and whatever. Helpless cool into satisfied is oh, so good to watch. Still so pleasing. The shit. It's still the coolest the number staging one. of Broadway. Coolest it staging moment of Broadway. Of yeah. all time. It's yeah. so good. Uh, and it's, uh, magnificent. It's the peak for all of those characters. I, there are a lot of folks out there that there's parts of it, uh, self-titled Skylar's sister song, and there's parts of it I really like. It feels like, you know, everybody, they put their fingers up in the air, they say work, it's very nice. It feels like when I'm watching an action movie and they have this unbelievably underwritten female character... But yeah. they, like, give her one moment where she shows up the boys, and I'm supposed to be like, yes, queen, credit to the directors. Whereas I'm like, why didn't you give this person more to do for the rest yeah, of the project? Uh, yeah, exactly. Why exactly, did, like, exactly. you can't just have one scene where it's like, yes, girl power, and then that's it. <laughs> and then we're done. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, Angelica dominates, like, the, like, totally front ends Hamilton to a point where you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is the lead. Like Lin Manuel Miranda is just like sort of like Hamilton is like the background to Angelica's journey. And then that's fully not the case. But by watching Satisfied, you're fully convinced that it's going to be so driven by her. And then it's just not. And then it's some dudes drinking, and then they start a war and stuff. And once that war, once we're at Yorktown, like, later, Skylar sisters, like, we're, see you never, I guess. Uh, they are, they are yeah. playing Yeah, what it. was all of that, what was all of that lead up for? They like, exist why? only to be cucked at that point. <laughs> uh, we just, you know, Eliza gets cucked, uh, Angelica thinks about doing some cucking very briefly, uh, but then, then it's then it's over. Then we move on, and that is an element of it that I don't know about hasn't aged well. Maybe it was not aged appropriately when it came out, uh, but certainly feels like a, a, an afterthought. It's like yeah. '90s Disney feminism, where there's one scene where Jasmine or Nala like does something mm -hmm. that impresses the main lead, but then don't worry, they don't do anything else for the rest of the fucking. Don't worry, Jasmine's about to be captured, oh. but she, we did give her a stick, and she outjumped Aladdin that one time. <laughs> so interesting! It's Disney informed storytelling, and it ended up as a Disney vessel. Whoa, there's a conspiracy afoot. I haven't we, quite put the pieces together. We all know Lynn loves Alan Menken. So I think he was just borrowing oh, every tool shit. from the 80s, 90s Disney playbook. 
I know it's kind of interesting because he's like, this is clearly my like me and my conception and whatever, and like, you know, I love women, so like here's a here's the like a beginning, like love them, love love women, love what they do. So here's your part at the beginning, um, and then also here's a here's a power ballad that everyone's gonna sing at every audition for every musical theater program till the end of time. Burn. Here's burn. So cool, right? Yeah, burn. I did it. You know, I I, I know you casting directors. You were sick of Defying Gravity. You were sick of On My Own. So here's a new one. Here's here's the flavor of the next three years for musical theater auditions. Yeah, yeah. I distinctly remember my roommate um, at Webster just like power belting burn, and it was like such the thing to do. But then when I watch it in the context, I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm mad that he cheated. Like, I'm definitely angry. Like, that I definitely sucks. want catharsis. And, like, it's cool to burn it. But, like, that's... I want... Then you go back and you, you you know, you you recouple. And so burn kind of, like, take gets taken away for me. Because, like, all of the, like, I'm upset and justified and bleh. I am I feel out like of your like, narrative. Later, right. skater. And it's like... I'm out of your narrative until I'm mourning and then we get back together. Until one song later. (laughs) Right. And I'm back, baby. Okay, that's what it is for me. I think that's what it is, even though that's historically true. Right. Um, I've heard some criticism that was like, I can't believe, you know, they had Eliza get back with Hamilton. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's the way that history unfolded. <laughs> they could have, like, structured it better. You know, they they yeah. could they could have made Burn not about, like, I am gone forever. I am out of your narrative. I will not save you. Okay, never mind. I'm back to save you. <laughs> right. And then at the end, I'm going to be like, and then at the end, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a really, really great story because I love, love, love your mind. You know, what's also interesting. <laughs> she like, she like love, love, love. She, she like love, love, loves his mind. Right. Like loves it. But like, where's the scene where like he showcases his mind to her? Where is that? Yeah. Like, it's implied that it uh, occurred like off screen. <laughs> That's so dumb. Do you think Lynn was like, um, I've done a lot of work here and I don't want to try to be really, really smart in this scene because I don't know what I would say. So I'm just going to have her be really, really into how smart I am. (laughs) And not write it. (laughs) I just, I don't know. It's like saying that that someone's really funny, but like never seeing them like do any jokes or any bit and just being like... Such a funny guy. Like when you're watching a movie or TV show and two characters are supposed to be best friends, but they never do anything that feels indicative of these actors not having just met each other before the camera rolled. Like they don't, it's like, okay, I guess. All right. All right, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So that's another, that's another piece. Of, I did not, of, this turned out much more negative. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know no, no, no. no, no, no. I knew though. We are, I knew that, we are like, wrestling be... with our feelings about this. It's okay. There's going to be a lot of stands probably that listen to this. And like, that's fine. You're valid. Here come the stands. I am certainly still a fan, but I, yeah. I cannot, you know, I, I'm just at a point. I like, can't 
unappraise it from itself. And this happens with anything that I love. Like I'm going back and revisiting a couple of the the pop cultural things that have meant the most to me of all time. I'm revisiting community. I'm revisiting lost. And there are elements of it that we simply have to take out and consider and say like, for various reasons, this doesn't pay off. Or in the case of uh, community, sometimes like, Oh, this is offense. Like this is wrong uh, that, that this occurred. And, and that's just the nature of these things. It means we as a society are progressing. And that is ultimately better than holding up these objects of even the recent past and saying, like, unassailable. <laughs> cannot cannot be dinged. I um, will say some... I've said some highlights already about... I just, like, didn't go into, like, the passion behind the highlights. But I something mean, that really excites me watching it is watching the uh, cabinet, like, against... Hamilton, like the actual social politics that occur in Act Two, are actually like really cool to watch because that's something that as as someone who has a hard time, like I'm dyslexic and I like <laughs> you know history what? is so so boring sometimes. Absolutely, hundred percent, one hundred percent. That like is so second act sometimes. is like. Oh, I'm like invested. Like there is some emotion here. This is like angsty. This is like ego driven. Like everyone thinks they're justified in their choices. Like I feel like the stakes in terms of like the cabinet battles and Washington on your side and just being like, oh, you're like, you seem to be Washington's little, little toy like i just love yeah. like the way that they for lynn manuel miranda to have written it and then to be removed like to ha be so criticized as a character in act two yeah. is pretty interesting um but i also um just like really can do without the like weird cheating scene but then i do really like oh i'm thinking about it again um but i do um but i do like the uh when he's like okay i'm what's it what's it called the um report that have you that's so funny i openly laughed watching that it's very funny he didn't have to go there and then he didn't have to do this like it's so it's such a it's um, it's like when a minor internet celebrity addresses a controversy, but in their address tells you five other terrible things you didn't already know about them. And it's like, people are saying, I fucked my mom, I'm not fucking my mom. And it's like, well, I never said, but now I think you did fuck your <laughs> You doth protest too much. Um, yeah. There is so much of... I don't know any examples of anybody who has said that they fucked their mom. Uh, openly on the internet. But... Okay, well, unfortunately, uh, that's where you and I differ. Um, so, <laughs> uh, there is so much of this musical that is dangerously close to falling over the precipice into some schoolhouse rock bullshit, 
totally. like there is so like every uh, time we say 1776, 1776 is when i feel like I'm it feels like when there is this like oh, i remember they came to my middle school and did like a rap musical version of midsummer night's dream they had come up with as a troupe and i was like no i rebuke this idea you cannot try and make uh old into new uh there's so much that like precipices or like the core idea that this is all based on when he's reading like a 1200 word uh 1200 page uh, ron chernow biography of hamilton when lynn goes huh this reminds me of Tupac and Biggie. It's like, no, <laughs> what? It's like, let me turn around my chair and address the students and like, listen, the founding fathers were kind of like rappers. And you're like, this is the worst fucking idea I've ever heard. And the fact yeah. that it never falls over that cliff into being insufferable and in fact being still really really fucking good is a testament to the incredible like artistry at play yeah oh my god no the like the rhyming couple what's that one um song where jefferson raps at like an alarming rate i can't remember uh oh it's uh like, you gotta get your right hand man second. back yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Right hand man back. Uh, right hand man. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, anyway, that I'm one. taking this horse, wow. making red clothes, spread over blood stains. Lafayette. Yeah, that shit. Oh, it was Lafayette. Oh, it was Act One. I also love that. I also love the way that they cast <sighs> reversals it, that reflect the story really interestingly. The casting is so cool. Because there's, like, a character that feels very much like a son, and then Act 2, it becomes a son. And then there's a character who's French, and and then that's actually the French ambassador. Like, I think that's so cool. It all plays off so well. Uh, And, like, having Thomas Jefferson, who's played by D.V. Diggs, who is the same actor as Lafayette, say, like, did you forget Lafayette? Have you an ounce of regret? Like, it just adds this extra... They use the multicasting that is so inherent to theater, musicals especially and make it a resonant addition to the show. Uh, mm-hmm. And like using the same musical refrains that we had with John Lawrence and applying them to Philip Hamilton is just chef's kiss. All the, the musical shit, the way that we're like, we, we bring back the 10 dual commandments when Eliza is teaching Philip piano. Oh, yeah. All of that shit is so good and as much as like we need to discuss the ways that this musical has uh, has a different light in 2020 there are some fucking indelible incredible pieces of work here i there is a reason that of you know all of these actors have done their like their bit parts their cameos uh, an album, a, a, a different part or two after Hamilton. But there is a reason that David Diggs is the guy that I keep seeing in like three movies a year. And that's because he comes in in two absolute dynamite scene stealer performances. So good. The best and part of Hamilton. The best part. The, the opening satisfied. of Act Two. Yeah, right. Uh, Helpless Satisfied is the best part. And then after that is virtually everything David Diggs does throughout the show. That's, I, yeah, I feel like I said that 20 minutes ago, and I still feel the same way. <laughs> I have not uh, changed my mind in the I'm intervening time. 
of course, this version of uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, is completely different than the uh, antisocial malcontent that we are used to. But yeah. I don't, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You asked me to you care, care about the portrayal of Thomas Jefferson. You I don't, don't care, care about that history. Uh, no. You're a slaver. Hey, it? neighbor, your debts are paid because you don't pay for labor. Yeah. Incredible work. Uh, I, I am glad that you and I were able to have an earnest discussion about this musical in the 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 current state of affairs. Yeah, it's cathartic for sure. It's this was definitely a turning point. Are we going to listen to a minute of Hamilton? Uh, no. Okay. No, we were just discussing the Hamill film. I might put one in here. It's the 51st. I'll put in the next minute wherever we were at. And we've done enough analysis that you don't even have to hear how we feel about this minute. It's just going to be the tag, right? Yeah, just I'll like just that. put it right there in at the end. I might put one minute at the beginning and one minute at the end. And so we are that much closer to uh, spicy. the... Uh, it's, a, it's, it's spicy. Speaking of Where are we? spicy, where are we in space, in time? In Hamilton. In Hamilton? That is an excellent question. Let me uh, open up my folder, and uh, I will I will tell you where we are at, because I earnestly don't remember. It was, like, early quarantine last time we recorded. Yeah, and before that, it's been uh, very sporadic. I've had far too many uh, projects uh, spinning, and also, you know, mental health is kind of a dicey idea right now. Oh my god, yeah. I'm on a new mood stabilizer. Nice. I see color. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I cannot uh, open up where we are in Hamilton because I am currently recording something in Audacity. And Audacity, uh, being a free program, will not allow for that insolence even in a separate window. Fair. That's fair to Audacity. We don't need to know. The viewer or the listeners will. The listeners don't. Cat Scott, uh, where... Can the people find you if they want to check out uh, yourself or some of your your work? And uh, what do you what do you got? What are you up to? Um. Yeah, I have. I think my portfolio dot dot com has like my my info info right now. It's like the laziest website. Um, and then on Instagram. I am Cat Scott Online, K A T S C O T T Online, um, and I'm not trying to use Instagram right now, but nice, I nice. will check it occasionally. So if you're in the DMs, I'll get back to you within like two weeks. Um, and that's about it because I'm a teacher, so I feel like I've privatized a lot of my content and i haven't tried to put my stuff into podcast form in an actual platform yet but it's in pieces on my youtube channel you're working Um, on it i have a cat's got uh youtube channel as well and that has like all of my bit and pieces projects in their like in their like most gentle form so that's a fun place to find like the weirdest content. I have a Sasha Velour overdub video. Uh, it's where I put a lot of my PowerPoints. It's where I, I sort of just like brain vomit because I don't actually have followers. So I can just like put my weirdest art onto that YouTube channel. So if you find it, I mean, it's probably hard to find because the SEO is like pretty bad. No one's searching for it. But if you find it, 
Um, there's some weird stuff there. It's uh, it's niche. So. I love it. Um, yeah. Y'all hear me on this feed uh, too often uh, plugging my shit, so I will save you uh, from that now. Uh, but Kat, it was nice talking to you. I hope. I know, this was fun. I'm in St. Louis right now. Yeah, I haven't been to St. Louis in over a year. It's been a very long time. I wouldn't I wouldn't come right now. The I feel like a tornado chaser where um like the movie Twister where I'm like going wherever the virus is hottest. Exactly. Like the rates dropped in New York, time to go to Missouri. We're going to Florida. Are, the rates are yeah, my dad's in Florida. The rates are getting high in California. I'll be there soon. Like I'm and then I'm coming back through. So even if I miss it one way, I can always catch it the other. Um, so this may be the last you hear of me. Um, and if so, I'm glad that I went out with Hamilton analysis. So I, I, I'm glad that this is your final mission statement as well. Do, 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 do. Woo! End of the day, that would be enough. We don't need a legacy. We don't need money. If I could grant you peace of mind If you could let me inside your heart Oh, let me be a part of the narrative In the story they will write someday Let this moment be the first chapter Where you decide to stay And I could be enough And we could be enough would be enough